Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Greetings and amigos to you, Nick. What? That's what it is. That's the greeting. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. <laughs> and I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. Uh, this is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast where we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure after we watch an episode of it. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, see? Clever. You're a sneaky one. Clever girl. But which one did we watch? Well, Nick, if you must know... Today we watched the ninth episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 5, Ogon no Kaze, a.k.a. Vento Oreo, a.k.a. Golden Wind, Ooh. which is the 122nd episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole. Covers chapters uh, 468 through 471 of the manga. Nice. Nice. That's some good chapter coverage. I guess. It's like average. It's like four. Four? Four. Yeah, that's probably about right. You know what else is divisible by four? 468. Speak on that. Well, when you multiply a number... Mm, okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm so keen. And this I episode is, so of course, keen. entitled The First Order from The Boss. How many Metal Gear references are we going to make? Don't ask me no things. <laughs> uh, hey, Liam, did you know... Hey, Nick, I didn't. ...that this episode has been cuddled perhaps into its beautiful format hmm. by the loving hmm. and perhaps sculpting Alex P. You, you can't just use words. You're not Shakespeare. I mean, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> He's a bubbling young man. <laughs> He's very forsooth. And uh, 8 out of 10 on Twitter. Alex P or Alex, as I can see from your note. Yep, that is correct. Uh, thank you for your support. You're a good lad. Hey. Interesting. Like, your roommates are watching Game of Thrones downstairs, and whenever I think about Game of Thrones, I instantly default to a Scottish accent. Ah, uh, yes. Aye. 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 Yes, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Aye. Is that Irish or Scottish? I don't, I'm not good at accents. This is George. well established. Wouldn't, wouldn't Scottish be like, Jojo's? Our winters are coming. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Joffrey. My favourite. Well, I don't know what that was. <laughs> it's just. Just the idea of an Italian Game of Ma Thrones. My Jojo. Ma Jojo? Ma Jojo. What the hell is that? Sporat. Oh, terrible. Terrible. Uh, no one puts a Jojo in the corner. Does he have an Italian accent in that movie? He might. I, I don't, don't think, think he does. does. But, but, no one puts a Jojo in a corner. A touch of destiny. <laughs> Racist crab lady from Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> 2 and 3. Hey, Liam. Why did I go Jamaican? Hey, Liam! Like when, um... Oh, who was it? Who plays, um, Ferris Bueller? Oh, uh, you mean, uh... Is that Matthew Broderick? Uh, yes. I think it was Matthew Broderick, but it, it might be someone else who did that really racist Jamaican impression on SNL low those many years ago. Oh, no. Was it met with some slight disdain? Well, it was him introducing the Jamaican musical act. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not the best move. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Man, what a time. A subsidiary of City of Heroes. Oh, God. You have been talking about City of Heroes. Big update. I've been talking about City of Heroes all lunch. Private server has imploded, as we all knew it would. <laughs> okay, so fill me but in But I on... got to play for an hour. So fill me in on all this drama that has happened. Before we get into the actual I think there's episode. too much to cover, oh. but basically they got a fake season desist. Whoever was running the physical server panicked and shut it down. Maybe deleted some important files they were freaked out separately from that but contributing to the chaos uh -huh. uh, one of the I think reddit mods just started getting really racist and transphobic all of a sudden <laughs> alright 
Sure. So, and separately from that, the contributing to the chaos, another Reddit mod just like kind of went nuts and started deleting anyone who commented on the Reddit or banning them. I mean, man, you know, over this weekend, yes, I, I <laughs> over this all took place over the Easter weekend. Yeah, I had some chocolate eggs. Um, oh, my diet's been awful, dude. Don't don't <laughs> even joke about that shit right now. I'm not. Oh my god, I think I've put on like three kilos mm, in wretched. the space of like two days. I'm like, man, you know what I could really go for right now? Those top deck Easter eggs. Like, oh. on the outside, they're milk chocolate. On the inside, they're white chocolate. And mm. it's like, oh, yeah, I could go for one of those. Yeah, that's... Uh, oh, what's one more? Oh, Liam, that's dangerous thinking. So decadent. Oh, oh God, they're all gone. What are we talking about? JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay, I don't think I had anything else to add about City of Heroes. <laughs> you literally, when I got here today, you were like... So, City of Heroes, and I was like, oh, here we go. You seemed interested. I was interested because it was madness. It, like, started off with, so, there's been more drama. And I was like, so much drama. Because I know that you were saying that there was a DMCA thing. But it was fake. But it was fake. And I was like, well, that's already a bit odd. There's a dedicated thread on, like, Reset Era or something to trying to just fuck with and bring down the private server because people on the internet don't like other people having nice things. <laughs> See, all I did this Easter weekend was give blood, because I'm a good human being. And I'm a vampire. <laughs> you gave it to me. Ah, oh, shit. What if I have a cold? What then? A fun episode of um, Wellington Paranormal. Yes. The police procedural parody slash follow-up to What We Do in the Shadows. There's an episode that's a, kind of a sequel to it, where mm. Nick, the vampire from What We Do in the Shadows, oh, has a job at the blood bank. <laughs> <laughs> it's the classic joke, isn't it? It's mm. the classic... Let me guess. He's not happy with the job? No, he is. He gets in lots of blood. <laughs> but he can't eat chips. Also, the American remake of What We Do in the Shadows is very good. It's on the FX website. Watch it there, American listeners. Really? Um, Matt Berry is in it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. There's an American remake of What We Do in the Shadows? It's new. Um, I think it's, di it's directed by Taika Waititi. Oh, so it's just like a different What We Do in the Shadows. Um... And also Jermaine Clement worked on it too. So it's just yeah. like a different What We Do in the it's Shadows. It's literally the same What We Do in the Shadows, but with different people? Pretty much. Shit, yeah. Okay, I'm down for that. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We're here for that. <laughs> We're here for it deep down. Oh, I finished Yakuza 0 the other day. Oh, what did you think? I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, did you find the owner of the empty lot? I did find the owner of the empty lot. No spoilers, but man, that's a fucking saga, isn't I it? I love how all the drama is... Driven by people wanting an objectively worthless piece of real estate. If not for the potential that the other worthless around about it could become a massive tower to have boss fights on. <laughs> I just, I remember every time you've told me about Yakuza, it's been like, so then there's this Millennium Tower. When I was playing Yakuza 0, I was like, there's no tower anywhere. There's just this empty lot. There's just this weird empty lot in the middle of nowhere. And then when they were like, so we've got this revitalization project coming, I was like, Oh, oh, they're gonna build a tower. They're gonna build the Millennium because it's the eighties. I think it's there's a the shopping mall in it, but I'm not entirely sure what its purpose is. There's a bar on the top floor. Yeah, well, of course there is. Don't be a, don't be fucking stupidly. Of course there's a bar on the top. It's a fucking Millennium Tower. But it's big, and I'm not sure what. what Liam, what office buildings and some Liam, floors you, maybe? Liam, if you built a tower, what Jojo's would you do? Bizarre Adventure. That's what we're here Shut for. Shut your mouth, Nick. I've got an author's note from Hirohiko Araki. <gasps> Oh my god, he's my favourite. We've put this one off for the past couple of weeks because we've had plenty to talk about. So we saved it for one where we didn't have much on our plates. <laughs> oh no. This is from volume 50 of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure manga. Uh-huh. 
It features a, a, a nice picture of Hirohiko Araki casually lounging on his couch set. Is that in his studio or at home? I don't know. Could it be both? I don't know. Hirohiko Araki writes, I must be the only one who cares, but I often nearly drown myself. What? (laughs) (laughs) On so many levels. I told you this was a good one. Oh, please continue, you great, magnificent bastard. Not in the sea or in a river, no. I narrowly escape death drinking a glass of water. I only need a mouthful of water to suffocate. And I find myself unable to... This sounds like a stand power. I only need a mere glass full of water to suffocate you, Jojo. You'll be drowning on dry land because of my stand. This is like... Aqua. This is like either Jojo's or fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! Where it's like, oh, I only need one card and one glass of water to bring you down. Yugi. What? That's impossible. You can't play Yu-Gi-Oh! with a glass of... I'm drowning! My precious cards! <laughs> that happens in the second episode, or third episode. Does it? Uh, Weevil Underwood steals all of <gasps> Yugi's Exodia cards and throws them into the ocean. No, that asshole! <laughs> what a dickwad. Um, but I digress. <laughs> Finds himself unable to breathe. Generally, if I stay calm, I manage to get my breath back little by little. But recently, I almost passed out. That was a close one. That day, I miraculously escaped death. To everyone's indifference. <laughs> now. I don't care whether Hiroki Araki lives or dies, says his lovely wife, Tomoko, I think. Uh, sure. Isn't Tomoko, uh, egg in Japanese? Tama. Tamago. Also, her name is Asami. Just fact-checked that. Okay, great. So not Tamago at all. No. Why is he, why does he think everyone's indifferent to him dying? What is this? Only to him drowning himself in a, in a mere glass what? of water. Yeah, but what? Jojo. What? Oh my god. Okay, sure. What a madman. So, Nikki. What? The first order from the boss. Boss. What'd you think? Uh, Obviously a set-up-y sort of episode. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just the right amount of ridiculous in all the segments that yeah. were ridiculous. It wasn't exactly a high-octane action one, but there were a lot of good bits. Oh god, yes. Considering that the guy, who I assume is... Blind? Pericolo, the man we met. I don't yeah. think he's blind. I think he just looks a bit funny. Weird, but okay. He's Short a... squat man whose uh, eyes point in different directions. Yeah. I don't believe he's ever explicitly said to be blind. We assume he can see, but you might be onto something there, Nick. I mean, it feels like he might be blind, but it doesn't have a cane. Just like Mako- Makoto from Yakuza Zero. The young blind woman who wins the heart of noted psychopath Goro, Goro Majima. Majima. The captain of the Majima family, part of the Tojo clan. Mm. Can we just make a Let's Play series of us just playing Yakuza games forever? You want to pony up for the hardware? Sure. Patreon.com slash Jojo's World. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Are there any other thoughts? Um, I feel like this, in terms of plot structure, it's very similar to, like, probably the episode where, um, in part three where they would have defeated Kakuin and pulled the flesh butt out and mm. they'd be like, Mum's dying, we need to get to e- Egypt or we need to figure out where Dio is. Look, Jodoro's mm. going to draw this special fly. Where it's sort of like setting up for the big long The big ball. quest is about to begin. Yeah. We've had some preliminary battles. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But at the same time, it does also feel very like, but what? what is the... Go- like, who... What's what's gonna happen? Well, you know, it's all very like in flux of 
do this, but you don't really have like a tangible end goal. It's I just feel like, I feel like over the next few weeks, it's going to be easy to lose yeah. sight of the fact that the end goal for Giorno is to usurp or destroy the boss and mm. and eliminate the drug trade. True that. Um, but now our immediate goal is to protect his daughter from people who want to kidnap and or kill her. <gasps> But of course, we mustn't forget that not only is that a compassionate thing for good guys to do, mm. and not only is it orders from their boss, uh-huh. but her, protecting her will A, let Jorno spend time with someone who theoretically could have a link to the boss, dun, dun, dun. but B, successfully correct, protecting her could earn Jorno and the squad more favour with the boss, thereby increasing their access to him. Yes. Yes. So never lose sight of the fact that Trish is a means to Jorno's end. <laughs> Actually, let's okay. let's talk about Trish briefly while we're on the subject. Trish Una. Trish Una, the boss's daughter, as we'll learn. Ooh, the boss's daughter. The boss who no one knows. The boss. So, um, we Venom do boss. we do of course get direct implication in this episode that the boss is a man, at least. Yep. Because he's the father of this daughter. Yep. Yep. Direct implication there. Mm-hmm. Though, mind you, this being JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, who knows? Who knows what could... Was it just a stand yeah. the whole time? Is she just a stand? Oh. I feel like Trish... Trish is an interesting case in terms of representation of female characters in JoJo's. Uh-huh. Because there's going to be a while where she's just kind of there and is just like the MacGuffin to be protected. Yeah. And then there's going to be a point where she sort of pivots and becomes, you know, a powerful JoJo character in her own, in her own right. Does it have something to do with an arrow, perchance? I'm not going to say anything more on that. Okay, sure. Sure. Or does she become the boss? (gasps) What if this entire thing really just wraps itself up real fast-like? And I think it's quite interesting because I'd forgotten that the first thing we see her do in this show is like some judo on Narantia and almost stab him in the cheek with his own knife. (laughs) And then she just spends, you know, some very high-octane action sequences just being damsel in distress. Hmm. It's mm. interesting. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it's just a matter of, like, she's used to the high life, maybe. Mm. So it's just like, oh, I know judo, but why would I why well, would the, I? You know, this is a stand user situation. As we know, it's only stands can harm stands. But what if she... Except for when they can't. <laughs> but what if? What if she already has a stand she doesn't even know about? Oh. Yeah. So mm. she's like, I keep seeing these weird dudes everywhere. They're like, oh, you're one of us. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm a woman. How dare you? It's like... <laughs> That's a fair point. Classic Jojo bit. Yeah. Shall we stop dillying around the bush and get into it? Let's recap and discuss... Oh, one other thing. Oh, yep. In the OP... In the Yakuza franchise. (laughs) Uh, In the OP, I did notice something. Mm -hmm. Naranchia's stand is a plane. And in the OP, it's it's a plane. And in the episode... Um, it's, uh, It's plainly obvious that it's a plane. Yeah. Awesome. This is my contribution to this episode. Smash cut to the opening of the episode. Okay, I've got this gouge in my flesh. Yeah, Mister's got big wounds from last battle where he got shot a bunch of times. And or, they're all like... Maybe once. They're all like, you've got to go to the hospital, mister. But for the meantime, says Fugo, cut to him holding a stapler, cut to outside as staple noises happen and Mister screams. Mister's all like, what are you doing? You can't... Oh my god. It's like closing a comic book, says Narantia. And now we'll wrap it in masking tape. Do you have thoughts? Okay, a few questions. Have you ever closed a comic book with staples? No. Have you ever covered it up in masking tape? I don't really read a lot of paperback comic books. Has Narantia? <laughs> Maybe. You don't know. What the fuck is Narantia doing? He can't do maths. Apparently he can't read a comic book without stapling it shut. Like, what? 
What is going on? Mister's like, hey, is this gonna get infected in Fugris? Basically, like, nah, it'll be fine. And then he says, you know, I kind of like it. <laughs> Weirdo, Mister. Does it? Does he go to hospital eventually? No. So he's just got these staples in him forever now. Yeah, and end of part five. Mister died from his infected staple wound. Oh no, it was tetanus. Because all he long. had his wound staple shut in a public toilet. <laughs> oh no, terrible. Brief exposition about the ultimate fates of uh, the the two oh, guys. What are their names? Zakero and like Prosciutto or something. So they're just Prosciutto. Is someone else later on. So um, they're knocked out. Yep, on the on, boat. On the boat. Lagoon two. Yep. Yeah. The end. The end of them. That's a wrap on Zakero and Friend. Great. Okay. Those were the two worst possible names of food, so we're all good. Sale. Sale. Salt. Oh, salt. Yes. Oh my god. What was Zakero again? I wonder uh, if it's something that pairs well with salt. No, no, I believe it's shadows die twice. Oh boy, <laughs> dearie me! Your face just got a lot more red. That was all right, Nick. That was all right. <laughs> oh man, this is the quality content that people come here for. Oh, sugar, salt, and sugar. That's fun. Oh, that is fun. I'm glad it only took us four weeks to realize. Yeah. <laughs> oh, salt and sugar. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, those two things that are... Like condiments in that, their own That way. you put in adjacent um, shakers on a table. Oh, and then you mix them up and then... Oh, oh. man, you know, I did that once to someone. What happened? Uh, well, it didn't work because they saw through the trick very quickly. Oh, your clever ruse was a failure. They literally came back, went, nah, and just swapped them. And I was like, how did you know? It's like, dude... Come but on. that was merely a smokescreen for your second ruse, for you had loosened the top of the salt shaker. <laughs> and lo and behold, Pepper came out of it. Oh, that's right. It was all part of my plan. With your stand. Salt and Pepper. You, you. you threaded the needle, I yep. was drawing a blank, you. Yep. but you, you picked the blindingly One. obvious answer. One possible music <laughs> reference. Yes. Haven't we already had salt and pepper? Don't think so. Oh, okay. It's 12pm in Italy. Is it? Well, it's midday-ish. It's daytime. Yeah. They're all in the, hanging out in this toilet, and they're like, where did you hide the treasure, Bucciarati? And he's all, I'll show you soon. Just first, give me some time. Narancia is sweeping outside. Ooh. And there are two cleaners. One of them is a short, stout man. And one's a tall guy, question mark. I guess. With a curl of pink hair poking out from his cleaner bandana. Who knows who these two figures could possibly be? They're wearing like all white clothing and gloves and hats or bandanas and sweeping. Mm, mm. is all, hey, can you guys like wait for a bit? We're using the toilet at the moment. Taller, uh, pink-haired cleaner is like, is your name Mr. Toilette? What? What What are you talking about? points at the toilet sign on the wall and it's like, if if your name's Mr. Toilette, this would be your house. And we'd have to respect that it's your house. But if it's not, get the fuck out of my way. I'm a strong, independent man. And then Naranch is all like, hey, I don't think you heard me. Punk pulls out a switch knife. Yep. Famously what that's called. Uh, uh, yep. And then, (laughs) and then holds it up to the man's throat. And the man does sick judo and starts pushing it into Narantia's cheek. He pulls out a second knife we didn't know he had. And Narantia's all like... Narantia's secret second knife. <laughs> That's like a metal album if ever I've heard one. Sure, yeah. Narantia's secret second knife. Dun-dun-dun-dun. That was just a breakdown. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, goes to stab the man, I and, guess. And Bruno comes out and is like, Hey, stop fucking around, idiots. 
We've got actual business to settle. The short cleaner is like, ah, yes, I recognize you, Bruno Bucciarati. I know that voice from anywhere. Yes, and we all take our hats off. And it's a short guy who looks like he's blind and his name is Perry Colo. Now, when we say he looks blind, it's because his eyes go in two different directions Mm -hmm. and he's never quite looking at anyone. He doesn't really blink. Yeah, so I assume he's blind, but you said that it's never explicitly stated. No. He's probably blind. So, according to the um, Jojo wiki, described as one of his eyes constantly wanders, alternating between the two, but never at the same time. (laughs) Okay, sure. sure. Whatever. Uh, Pericolo is danger in Italian. Good name for a mafia boss. Uh, Ominous. Jojo wiki also lists his namesake as Pericomo, Italian-American singer. Ah, I see. Let's just see if there's a citation on that. Citation needed. (laughs) Well, well, well. So Pericolo's all like, ah, yes, Bruno Bucciarati. Yes, you've done well bringing us all this money. Where is it? And Bruno's all like, come with me. Come into the toilet, everyone. Come find Bucciarati's secret toilet gold. So he punches one of the oh, urinals. we skipped over a oh. moment. Just, just where he introduces Pericolo and everyone bows and cut to Giorno being like, ah, a passione capo. A means for me to climb the ranks even more. <gasps> and get uh, to the boss? Yes. And he's like, yes, I'm Pericolo. Bucciarati told me about you, Giorno. You're family now. You, because you're family, you can call me... Mr. Pericolo. Now, have you ever referenced your dad as Mr. Smith? I don't know if he's saying he's his dad. No, but like, you can call me... It's like we're family now. Normally you'd say, you can call me Johnny. Yeah, like... You can call me Mr. Pericolo, like (laughs) everyone else does. It's like, we're family now. And you know what? Fuck you. (laughs) You're like the one sibling who has to treat me differently, (laughs) alright? You get the bad controller. And then Narantia runs up and is like, Daddy, can I have some gold? Oh, there, there, Narantia. Where's the gold, Bruno? The kid's complaining. <laughs> they go into the toilet. He punches you, you He saying. punches a urinal and then it zips open. Ah, yes, and all that gold was zipped neatly behind the urinal facade. The perfect hiding spot. It's ironic, really, that the urinal would unzip. Quite ironic that the golden solids would be hidden behind the place where one deposits golden liquids. That's nice. And all for a golden dream, too. This is a weird moment in our podcast. Mm. Truly, we've never made piss jokes before. But now... No, we have. Remember when Giorno drank all that delicious piss? Oh, man. Do you remember that time when he drank so much glorious Yeah, they walked into the bathroom piss. and Giorno was like, something about this room makes me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Just starts licking his lips like, oh no, that's Pavlovian. Starts licking the tooth, the, uh, the um, jellyfish, which is even now one of his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I can't turn it back. <laughs> Do we ever see the jellyfish again? No, it's, oh, it's not there. I'm just bullshitting. But like, to be fair, it could still be a jellyfish. I'm sure we see his teeth at some point. We need confirmation on that because otherwise, canonically for me... Jordan, why do you never smile when show you your teeth? And then he like smirks. No reason. <laughs> I've just got a, uh, a dead tooth. Yeah, that's mm, it. Just yeah. a dead old fucking tooth. Big old dead old. So they're all like, this necklace must be worth at least seven to eight million. This is so much money. Pericolo is like, plausible deniability. I'm not going to ask how you got it, but we've got it now. Great work. Great. Excellent. You know, this, this speaks to me mm-hmm. that someone that is 
responsible, knows their money. Mm-hmm. And he starts putting it away in his bag. Narantia and Mr. Disappointed, like, can't we hold it first? Can't we hold that precious toilet gold? Oh, oh. You see, children, the reality is, no. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. I'm the old man here. I get to do whatever the I'm fuck I want. I'm in charge. You can call me Mr. Perra. Fuck off, all right? <laughs> he promotes Bruno. Everyone celebrates, especially Mr. Whose internal monologue we hear is like, wow. I knew that with his smarts and likability, Bruno would go a long way. But things didn't really start happening till this Giorno showed up. And he says this next phrase in English. Uh, he says, that Giorno must be a, quote, lucky boy or something. Now, it's a great line. Lucky boy. Lucky boy. <laughs> God, are we racist? Is that racism? Or is that just I think commenting I mean, on... we're quoting him, you know? Yes. I wasn't trying to do an offensive accent. I apologise if it came off that way. Well, that's one of us. So. <laughs> Great. Promoted, Bruno. You are now taking over Polpo's turf. You get to oversee all the wholesome crimes that we do. Oh, thank God. The I've gambling. Oh, the money lending. so good, though. The smuggling at the harbour. Oh, so wholesome. Smuggling what, you ask? Unclear. Certainly oh. not drugs. Or children. As well as the restaurants and the hotels, which I assume is like shakedowns. I assume that means either protection money or shakedowns. Yeah, or fronts. True fronts. Money laundering. Laundering, laundering. Mm -hmm. Making sure that people actually come into the restaurant. Yeah. And it's a pretty sweet deal. He he and his get 50% of the profits. Yeah. And the organisation takes 50. That's very... It's a larger individual cut than I would expect. That is insane (laughs) if you consider how much money that is. Like, that is... Considering it is, you know... uh, predatory crime organisation they're working for. I'm surprised at the personal take. At the generous cut that the boss is not getting. We should all join the mafia. You joke, but goddamn have I been tempted. (laughs) Nick, they would eat you alive. You don't know... Oh, wait, do you mean literally? Sure. Shit, I thought that might be the case. It's the only reason why I've stopped, like, applying to them. Because I sent in my cover letter. Please stop sending us your CV. Or we will eat you. Polpo has an unfinished job, which Bruno has to inherit now. Wait, what is it? Why? There's a long period of here where they exposit, and it's mostly Pericolo explaining that everyone else will chime in and, like, Metal Gear-style repeat the last thing he said, so let's just cliff notes it. Okay, so basically, the boss... The boss. ...had a daughter... Whoa. ...with some lady. Some lady named Donatella, who lived in... (gasps) That's like Donatello! Sure. The purple... Yeah, Trish does machines. Who died of illness in Calabria two months ago. Where is Calabria? Italy. No, but like where? I don't know. I'm the geographist. (laughs) You idiot. It's a fucking calligraph. No, wait. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Cartographist. You fucking clod. (laughs) You absolute clown. You didn't know it was calligraphist. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely was like, you know, the map guys. Calligraphists. So artistic. How do you think they get such straight lines? Come on! So, essentially, two months ago, Donatella died and she had a daughter named Trish Una. Una was her maiden name. Because mm-hmm. no one knows she, who the boss is. Well, the boss had gave her... She a, knew the boss under name. the false name. Um, something Polo something. No, no. Salido Nasso. Which, Salido <laughs> which Nasso. is Italian for solid snake. <laughs> Probably not. But if it was, that'd be a hell of a reference. Yeah. Is it uh, Italian? You know, I'm going to Google... Salido Naso. It's S-E. It's S-E-O. That's good. I like that. I like that. That was a good one. No, it was S-O. Oh. Salido Naso. 
Salido Naso means fuck off in Italian. Salido Naso is an unlockable character based on melodramatization in the Devil Beater franchise. What? Dunno. Uh, and of course, this was created after JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, <laughs> which I had suspected. Mm. Um, let's do Google Translate. Let's type in Salido Naso. It goes without saying you should not be looking at my computer at all right now because I'm getting some very spoilery Google autocorrects. Oh. Oh, okay. Salido Naso, Google Translate Italy recipe. Actually, genuine question. So, Salido Naso is the fake name, right? Yeah. Does that mean that he wasn't born with that name? Yes, it was an alias that he used in in his youth. Because I was just thinking, if that was his real name that he then changed... Ah, yes. And he went off the grid. T-Boss. Yes. Definitely not uh, S... Snake. He's angry that Trish got all of the uh, superior genes. Ah, classic. Dominant genes, rather. Mm. No, wouldn't there be a twin? So uh, Yeah, got... I'm just making jokes and references, Nick. Make better jokes and references. Apparently Italian is... Uh, sorry, apparently Naso is Italian for nose. So then what... Salido didn't give me anything. What about something like Salida? Like if it's like a subtle letter change. Hmm. Inconclusive. In conclusion, blank nose. Blank nose went off the grid. The fact that, um, the fact that, uh, Donatella, uh, was asking after Salida Naso sent up red flags in the Mafia underworld amongst the higher-ups in Pacciano. He knew this used to be an alias of the boss. Yep. So she was going to be in danger. Not only from the potential of asking after the boss, which... Is a bad plan. Yep. But also from, as we'll soon learn... A squad of defectors who are trying to hunt down the boss and want, want to take advantage of any potential clues, even though she'd never met her father. Uh-huh. Um, question. Mm-hmm. Why? Is it just for the fortune or just... No, the fortune's been done and dusted now. Not That's not a going no, factor that's, anymore. No, that's Polpo's fortune. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this specific group we learn um, from exposition later in the episode mm-hmm. want to take over the drug trade, which makes uh... their ambition sort of a dark mirror of Giorno's own ambition. Who wants to... T- defeat the boss to destroy the drug trade. Mm. Whereas these guys want to usurp it for their own profits. Mm. Hence why they're evil mm. and bad. Yes. Yeah. Now what about mar- <laughs> what about medical marijuana? Does that come under the drug trade here or are we... <laughs> what about metachlorians? What, what about uh, that thing that you can buy in Yakuza that's like toughness emperor? Oh, that's uh, an, an energy drink. Yeah. Wait, is that a real energy drink? Probably not. Uh, can we make it an energy drink? Nope. Oh. Uh, Trisha's favourite food is, of course, Perrier, French water. (laughs) Wait, let me get this right. Her favourite food, she had one question, is water. She also likes sour salad and crab. I don't like her. I don't like her that much. Her favourite actor is Marcello Mastriolani. What? Yeah, and of course, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, we all know who Gwyneth Paltrow is. Mm. We all know our crazy friend Gwyneth Paltrow. But who's... What was it? Marcello... Quite auspicious that Pepper Potts should be referred to in the episode after Salt and Sugar. That is actually genuinely fucking hilarious. <laughs> but I refuse to laugh at that. <laughs> Marcello Vincenzo Domenico Mastroianni was an Italian film actor whose films include La Dolce Vita, Eight and a Half La Notte, Divorce Italian Style, Yesterday, Today and Tomorrow... Is that... I think that's oh, one film. Yeah, sorry, that's Yesterday, Today and Tomorrow. There you go. Marriage Italian Style, which I'm assuming is a sequel. You'd hope it would be. <laughs> the Tenth Victim, Ooh. A Special Day, City of Women, Ooh. not to be confused with City of Heroes, <laughs> or City of Villains, oh. Henry the Fourth, Dark Eyes, 
and everybody's fine. Has he won any Emmys? <laughs> he said reading the... Uh, what, has he? No, he's won uh, Best Actor Awards at the Cannes Film Festival and two Golden Globes. Ooh. Well, well, well. Emmys are for TV, I think. That would make sense. Anywho, she likes him. She's great. She's Trish. She's got it's Trish. Some... <laughs> it's Trish, you know, that Devil May Cry character. Couldn't tell you. Her name is Trish. Okay. That's all I remember. So, yeah, the boss gave an order to, like, seize and protect Trish. And if, if he had given that order even half an hour later, she could have been kidnapped or killed. That, that is some tight fucking stakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we need to protect her, he says. She was given to the custody of Pericolo, uh-huh. who had planned to pass it on to Polpo. Him being a stand user would have people to protect her because Pericolo is not a stand user. Yep, yep. Uh, and now in Polpo's absence, the task falls to Bruno and friends. Hmm. Okay. Feels like quite a large task. Quite a big undertaking. Quite a, um, uh, a bizarre adventure. See, that's not a synonym to what you were just saying. It is when you consider what JoJo's truly is. Isn't life the greatest bizarre adventure of them all? I'm going to hold a hand to my heart because really it is. (laughs) I'm going to hold a hand to your mouth so you can't breathe after (laughs) saying that. We will not sully the word bizarre or adventure here, Liam. They are sacred terms. Meanwhile, Trish goes into the bathroom and gets changed into her iconic math dress. Okay, so there's not a whole lot on her. Wow, Nick. I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying there's not a whole lot on her. She's wearing sort of a crop top thing. Yeah. Uh, Big, big skirt. Yeah. Kind of goes over her shoulder, possibly up to her throat and choker. Yeah. But there's not as much math as I thought there would be. No. No. It's it's almost like you've been projecting this on a character you've only seen images of without any context. Yeah, but at the same time, there's a lot of math on her. Like, there's a lot of math on her. But why? I like her iconic pink hair swirl. I'm not a big fan of it. No? I'm much more of a fan of the math. You you would be. I am! I like me my smart... I like me my smart math. I like me my smart myth. It's a good shit. Pericolo leaves, he's like, I'm not a stand user, I'm leaving now, I'll give you any assistance I can. I immediately went, I like leaned in and went, Liam, he's a stand user. <laughs> she comes out and she's like, so she goes up to Fugo and he's all shy like. He's like, so uh, you the guys who are going to be looking after me now? Oh dude, this is a weird vibe. This is a weird vibe. It's a vibe. weird vibe and Fugo is very, um, very reserved. Very hesitant. Like, uh, yes, it's us, yes. All of us, yes. Risking our lives, indeed. All six of us, in fact. I see. Would you mind taking off that jacket, then? Uh... Uh, It's not like I want to see you shirtless or anything. Just do it. Uh, okay. Takes off the jacket. He's still wearing his tie. She wipes her hands on it and is like, what did she say? Um... Okay, now here's what I want. I didn't have a handkerchief. Go buy me one. Also, get me all this shit. Yeah. She wants um, she wants tights reinforced at the thighs. Mm-hmm. Um, some Givenchy number two, uh-huh. which I understand is blush. Yep, yep. Let's find out if that's real. I'm willing to say it is, because Givenchy is a real thing. It's G-A-V, and you think I'm joking, but Gosh, I'm not. the internet is slow today. Well, you know, we do live in Australia. Oh no. my god, it's not G-A. Holy shit, I thought it was GA. That's twice today, Nick. There won't be a third strike. (laughs) If you dare try me again. Great. Uh, And like some Perrier bottled water. She would rather die than drink water than that's not from France. And uh, Fugo's like... And she did. What? And she did die from drinking water that wasn't from France. I'm making a joke. But but the... Oh, because they didn't get her the Perrier... 
you see, there's a thing called a setup. And there's a good cut where she walks away and like Fugo goes to like throw his jacket on the ground in his rage and just cuts away. <laughs> and he's just like, God damn it. My perfect jacket. Bruno and Giorno briefly have a tete-a-tete about how this could be a, a path to the boss. Ooh. Cut to mysterious strangers. Dun-dun-dun, in a dark, shady room. There's a guy, he's sitting like at, a, at his computer table with a cat. And it's all like, meow. Yep. He gets a message from someone named Gyako. Gyako? Ooh, how mysterious. He's like, hey, the boss is still out there. Thought Pulpo would have it. And we get all these cuts to like, basically these sinister figures having this group chat. Mm, and they're like, so uh, Pulpo be dead. He died at 9... 9.25 this morning. Shot himself in the head with a banana. And, yep. Hard to believe, but would you believe it? Stranger it things have happened, but not many. Very few, in fact. <laughs> uh, and this guy, who is, you know, our main sort of point of view guy for this conversation, is like, damn, I was sure that Polpo would be the one looking after Trish. Who would it be now? Certainly a stand user, and certainly someone as trustworthy as a capo. Who could that be? And I, these little... Ca- these little cutaways to the um the, the, defect, the, de- the defector group. Okay. We're gonna get a few more over the um the coming episodes, and mm-hmm. they're they're anime only things, and I appreciate the way that it sort of turns them from just a, a part- monster of the week sort of thing. Yeah, you know, the part three style like parade of enemies getting in their way on their travels mm-hmm. to just like, you know, a cohesive unit who work together and have these goals. And wanna really fuck them over. Yeah. As opposed to just, it's you! I'm gonna get you. Yet again, somehow we've crossed paths with Dio's minions. And you're like, yes, that's... Okay, sure. And like, I, don't get me wrong, I'm into that, but I like this as a alternate take on the same sort yeah. of it feels thing. It feels more world-building. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And of course, from my perspective, knowing who they all are before they're formally introduced in the anime, it's nice to just be like, ah, oh, there's that guy. Mm. And as someone who hasn't, it's nice to be able to go, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> who are these people? Yeah, this guy... Uh, we know he's called Formaggio from later in the episode. Mm. Uh, he puts his cat he's away. fiddling with the cat off screen. Yeah. As he's as he's monologuing about like I'm gonna figure out who Trish is with, and then he leaves the room, and we see that he's put the cat in a bottle, and it's like bleeding out. No, no, it's like there's like some whiskey at the bottom of the bottle oh, still. Oh, okay. But he's just fitted in there. And the th- and the thing that we, as the the manga reader, who certainly aren't seeing the following events in this episode in the same chapter, uh-huh. we're meant to be like, how'd he put that in there? I have a theory. Mm-hmm. You know those ships that come in the bottles? They don't come in the bottles. You build the ship in the bottle. This explains a lot about <laughs> my previous problems with buying those ships in the bottle. Mm-hmm. You right, make so the you, bottle. Yeah. And then Wait, you make the bottle? Well, the bottle has to get made somehow, you know? <laughs> Okay, so the thing is, you take this glass working class. To make a ship in a bottle from scratch, first you must create the universe. universe. It's like... Then you make sand, uh-huh. which you turn into a bottle. Yep. But in order to craft the lumber that is required of the ship, you must first buy the tree and grow it from the ground. So you get given these seeds. Mm-hmm. We sow the seeds. Nature grows the seeds, then we turn the seeds into little bits of boat. Now, you will have to get rid of a lot of the wood after this process, because mm-hmm. it's not You're going to have it. a lot of leftover wood, but you could repurpose that into further boats. Now, you will need more glass, but I'm sure you'll have a lot of sand after creating the universe. Oh, I hate that. Why? Oh, no reason. <laughs> I don't think this system works. <laughs> what, the podcast system? I don't know anymore. 
And then you use little tweezers to put the boat bits in the bottle and build the boat. Yeah, so he's done that with the cat. Yeah, he yeah. took the cat apart meticulously then put it back together with tweezers. To be fair, that is a stand power in of itself, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You see, I can deconstruct and reconstruct people at will. No, we learn later in the episode this guy's thing is shrinking. Oh... Yeah, I guess. Meanwhile, Naranchi is in his car and he's playing that same song that was playing from his boombox earlier. Don't think that's how that Okay. There was a cutaway transition here where there was a close-up on the lads with like a team photo and the caption being like, we're just thugs now, but we're going to work our way up. And then it zoomed out to like a greater, like... Bigger picture? You know those boards of like... Crime investigations where yeah. it's like all the people with all the like, red string connecting like them. Like a cork board. It was like one of that, but it was way too small to read anything of, yeah. even with the tiny annotations and translations that appeared. Yeah, we were like, nah, fuck that noise, we're good. Yeah. So unless it was plot important, we should be okay. It'll both just be like, you know, here's us. Here's Polpo, we used to work for him, he's dead now. We got this mission from Pericolo to protect Trish. There's other mysterious people out there. Who is the boss? The boss? So, yeah. Naranchi has been shopping, and he's like, okay, I've got to follow this convoluted route, and uh, then I'll be fine. So let's have a look. If I just take a circle round here, just like the orders mm. were... Cut, Cut to flashback! It's 12.30pm. It's always midday with you, Nick. I mean, what can I say? I'm a classic midday man. Fugo is giving instructions to his best friend, Naranchi. <laughs> okay, so listen. You just gotta make sure that no one finds us in this hideout. No one knows we're here. Not even the people at the winery out front. Now... Oh, that's a good bit of world building. The winery out the front? Sure. That they don't know they're there. Yeah. Even though they own the land. Yeah. And are probably working the fields right now. Mm-hmm. Man, they're really good at their job. <laughs> and they're like, Fugo's all... Okay, so look. If you're gonna be driving this car, I trust you, but just make sure you do like some circles and like a couple of U-turns and just like... Generally, be hard to follow. Keep an eye out for followers, then switch cars at one of these locations. And then you come here, we're all good, no one will notice And you. while he's talking, there's like pans up to the stairs, which Abakio and um, Jorno are sitting on, and then up to one of the upstairs rooms where Trish is sitting on the window sill and looking out the window. And Mister's there being all like, I have a gun. I'm Mister. <laughs> Trish, do you like looking at the branches too? Get me a perrier. Um... So then Fugo's all like, okay, did you get all that? Repeat it back to me. Okay, so I just I just have to go there and then come back. Actually, I wrote down some of the things he says. Oh, here um, we go. Here <laughs> we go. Uh, when I'm shopping, I drive in a circle around the vineyard. Stab with the keys. No, again. <laughs> um, so I drive around so I don't get dizzy. Stab with the key. Again. And he's like, Avakio, he's picking on me. Hey, don't worry, he'll be fine. He has a stand. It's like a fucking... Fugo's all like... Fugo has just like 100% about turned as he's wanted. He's like, letting Narantia go was a mistake. He's an idiot. He can't be trusted. He'll be fine, Fugo. He has a stand power. It's His power should let, let him detect anyone who's following him. That's why Bruno picked him for this job. Ironically... It did not. <laughs> so he's just like, okay, I need to make sure I'm not being followed. Great, I can do that. Boom. End of flashback. Uh, Narantia drives around for a little bit. He's actually parked by his other car. He's going to do a car transfer here. Yeah. He's like, great, okay. Something feels wrong. Too quiet. Way too quiet. Yeah. It's like aliens. So quiet that he can hear a voice being like, oh, come on already. That, that came from under the car. Looks under the car. Cape Fear style. There's a guy under there. No. 
And then he looks up and there's a guy in the back seat of the car he was just driving. <gasps> and he's all like, where are you going, oh Marantia? God, that car that was driving wildly and trying to ram him off the road was trying to warn him about someone in his back seat. My God, he was the car all along. Oh my God, the doctor was a woman. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So this guy is there. He's like, hey, get out of my car, asshole. And the guy's all like, whoa, whoa, what's with the knife? My name's Formaggio. That's a good fucking name. Which of course means... Cheese. I can, I can save you the trouble right now. It means cheese. Liam, it means cheese. Liam. What could it mean? Liam, it means cheese. Cheese. Thank God we got through that. <laughs> oh. You know how I know that? Because it means cheese. Not just that. In fact, not even that. Um, so I know because four cheese pizza... Quattro formaggio. Exactly. And of course in French, which is, I believe, a romance language, question mark, and very therefore very similar to another romance language, Italian. No, it's the language of romance. Uh, it is fromage. Ah, well, well, well. So using that famous phrase, fromage à toi. <laughs> what? <laughs> sure. That's when you have a three cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you were going for something and then midway through you're like, oh, what have I created? No, I know what I've created. Okay, all right. A delicious three cheese pizza. A threesome of cheeses. Man, I love getting the threesome of cheese pizza. Man, did we do... You didn't do French in school. Did yeah, you? I did. You did? Okay. Radio. Good to know. La bras de fromage. Speak on that. The arm of cheese. Sure. Le trois petits cochons. What does that mean? The three little pigs. Oh, nice. Asterix et the, obelisk. The goal. <laughs> Le goal. Those Asterix live action movies hold up. Really? Yeah. I think it, I think we watched one in French. I wouldn't be surprised. And it was like, man, it's just it's just the comics, but worse. Yeah. Yeah. Fair but, enough. But the comics are pretty good. I mean, the comics are fucking amazing. So Formaggio's all like, so I hear they're going to cremate Polpo, but his body's too damn big to put in the oven. Shock. Horror. Which makes me have to ask, mm. if Polpo was too big to put in a cremation furnace, mm. how did they cook that really big pizza that he ate? You know, sometimes science gives us some answers, but it can't answer all the big questions. There's an um, Italian chef stand user somewhere out there whose power is to grow food. <laughs> Liam, wouldn't that just be a farmer? No, I mean, make the food and then enlarge it. Oh, so like literally just grow the food. Yeah. Enlarge the food. Mm. Engorge the food. Emphasize the food. Embrace the nozzle. Narancio pulls his knife on this guy pretty quickly. And he's all like, get the fuck out of my car! And the guy's pretty unfazed by it. And he's like, uh, yeah, you think they're going to chop him up too, right? Don't you? Looks over Narantia's shoulder. Narantia's like, someone behind me. And there's no one there. And then while he's distracted, Formaggio lunges forward with his stand and cuts him on his cheek. <gasps> his stand looks like a sort of evil mega man with a knife. I don't know if it's a knife. Or like one of those wrist blades. It's like a hook. Evil Assassin's Creed mega man. <laughs> evil Assassin's Creed mega man. Yeah. If we get fan art of this, where it's like, it doesn't look like that. Well, I don't, know, I like don't know why you would need fan art of it when that's a perfect description of what's depicted in Hiroiko Araki's seminal manga, no. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, that's... part five, Vento Oreo. It doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> he's like this weird kind of... Evil Mega Man. No, he's like a Mega Man villain, but like he doesn't look Cut like man. a Mega Man. Ezio Man. Ezio Man, yeah, let's roll with that. <laughs> 
Uh, so he's got this weird green blade thing. I think it's a hook, but I'm not sure. It's like a hooked blade. A hooked blade. Yes, a hooked bloody. Mm, not that. Uncomfortable with my pronunciation of bloody. Yep, it's bloody awful. <laughs> Formaggio talks a bit about like, oh yeah, I'm going to make you talk now. Uh, Narantia is like in one of those three-point landing hero poses. Uh, and he starts, he's getting really angry and he's muttering like, bastard, I'm going to kill you now. You uh, made me do bad. He starts A, glowing with red stand energy mm-hmm. and yep. B, like there's a disturption of air around him. I can get on board with all of this. Yep, yep, yep. yep. He's going full Dragon Ball Z. Yep, 100%. And then his then a, a plane, plane just like out? shoots out of his body. It's Aerosmith, his stand, hey! which has the power of being a remote controlled plane. Go on, walk this way. Uh, well done, well done. Thank you, thank you. Uh, as I alluded to you earlier off, off air, there's a, little, there's a little tiny bit more to his power than this, but for the most part, it's just being a plane. It's a motherfucking plane. <laughs> Pretty unique as far as protagonist stands go. I mean, I've never seen a stand that can fly. I mean, to a certain extent, they all can. And they all hover, right? You know, they all, like, go about a foot off the no, ground. No, you're right. There is an important distinction between that because hover was one of the prerequisite powers for fly in City of Heroes. See? See? Nick knows what the fuck is up. You just want to talk about City of Heroes. No, now, I'm just you? thinking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> the plane, it flies around. It's CGI. It's better well integrated than that truck was last week. <laughs> It's all like, meow. Yep. And then starts shooting the shit out of this rental car. With its tiny machine guns. That really do a number. Oh yeah. Speaking of the rental car, there was like good sounding out each other banter. Where uh, he's like, why are you driving this rental car that's registered under Bruno's name, oh Narantia? And Narantia's like, whatever man, I'm 17 years old. I can't get my own car. I always drive Bruno's cars. Oh, do you now? Yeah. J'accuse, monsieur. Ah, classic Italian accusation. <laughs> Thank you. What would be the Italian version of j'accuse? J'accuse? J'accuse, monsieur. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Monsignor. Monsignor. Oh, no, no, hang on, that's a sort of monk thing. Liamaru. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Aerosmith goes nuts shooting the, pla- shooting the car with its machine guns. Meanwhile, Narantia is just freaking out and kicking the car door while screaming, I'll kill you. So he doesn't even, like, use the heel of his boot. He just uses, like, the front part that you keep getting told as a kid not to hit the soccer ball with. Yeah. And he's just like, eh, eh, I'll kill you, you son of a bitch. Strong toes. Strong fucking toes. Which is quite ironic, because the enemy's stand name is Little Feet. (laughs) God fucking damn it. (laughs) So Aerosmith. Walk This Way. Um, What's another Aerosmith song? Something about ladies, probably. Oh, you made a joke about Tiny Narantia. Inside the plane, I think, while we were watching the episode. Yeah. To, that, that there would be... Oh, a, yeah, there's a tiny little pilot man in there. Yeah. Per the um, JoJo wiki mm-hmm. on Aerosmith... Yeah. I don't remember if this ever comes up during the manga. I don't think it does. Mm-hmm. The stand has the shape of a toy aeroplane piloted by a very small pilot <gasps> named Mr. Smith. Ooh. Who is this mysterious Mr. Smith? Just a little guy who lives in the plane. Oh my. Like Aerosmith, Mr. Smith. I like it. I like it a lot. Stupid. So what did they name the plane in the anime? Uh, Lil Bomber. Which Lil Bomber. I don't know if that's anything. Mm. Not a big fan of it. No. Not, not hugely inspired name changes in a lot of yeah. a lot of part five so far. What? But lest we forget um, Arts and Crafts. Arts and Crafts. What a fucking great name. Aerosmith. Jojo Vele commentary from Hirohika Araki. Hit me.
Considering the balance of the team, I wanted a type of stand that could fly around in combat. A simple ability is better for the main characters. Aerosmith was a fun stand to draw. Is that it? I think that's alright. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's too functional though. Not, not, not enough... Not uh, crazy enough. Not enough inspirational <laughs> memorabilia there. I saw a plane flying, so I figured, yeah, I'll just put a plane in it. That's more fucking like it. I was reading about fighter pilots in World War One, so I wanted to do that. What was the... What was that film where... Dunkirk. Me, close, but not quite. Um, it's a Top Gib- Gun. It's a Ghibli film, I think. Oh, okay. Um, so it's about the joy of flight. Yes, it literally is. Some... I think it was like Miyamoto. No, I know the one you're talking about, I think, where it's like... Whatever is... Is it Murakami or Miyamoto? Miyazaki. Miyazaki. That's the one, son of a bitch, get in me! Uh, so Miyazaki, right? Okay. Uh, oh, no. Uh, Miyazaki was all like, Hey, you ever read about this uh, this fighter pilot dude? And other dudes were like, no. He's like, I'll make a movie about this fighter pilot dude. He was like an engineer who just built who planes. Conscripted into the J- Japanese army Some, or something. Something like that, yeah. Or he, his planes were used for war, but yeah. he just wanted to fly. That's pretty much it, yeah. And so it was like, oh, I'll just make a film about it. And I'm like, man, that's a good way to live, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, the Aerosmith page on Wikipedia isn't loading right now because the internet's Aww. being dodgy. But we know Aerosmith. We all know them. We all have mixed feelings towards <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Was it the Rolling Stones that have Mick Jagger? Yeah. So then who's Aerosmith's Mick Jagger? I don't know, man. You're the, you're the music guy. Oh, I should know this. You shouldn't ask these questions when I've just said I can't fact check. It's not John Coltrane, because he's a jazz musician. Great. It's not Beethoven. He's, <laughs> a, he's classical a classical musician. musician. And it sure as shit ain't Kraftwerk. It's not Pink. She's a pop musician. It's not Avril Lavigne. It's not She's Lady Gaga. It's not Bradley Cooper. He's an actor. Uh, it's not... Hirohiko Araki. He's a manga artist. It's not me. You're special. I am a podcaster. Would we... Would we? Yes. Okay, alright. I don't know if I'd validate this as a podcast. I'd call it more of a... Nick, we've got to back ourselves. We've got to have confidence in our quality product. <laughs> We're both just smirking at each I'm other. I'm not smirking. I'm what? deadly serious. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you can back us. I'll just forward us, shall I? I'll front us. Formaggio's freaking out in the car. This guy's gonna freaking kill me. This guy's got me scared to death. So the plane, after shooting up the car and breaking, like, all the windows, smashing the door, Mm -hmm. the plane flies in Mm -hmm. and, like... Drops a tiny bomb. A little bomb, eh? It's doing a little bombing. And the guy's all like, this thing's gonna... Right, right. That's not a good... Oh, no, I'm going to die. Big car explosion. Naranchi is still kicking it. And he's like, oh, you're dead yet? His shoe falls off and he looks in the window and he's like, oh, did we do it? Is he gone? Did I kill him? Huh. No corpse. Did I explode him? I don't know if that's how corpses work. Mm. You'd think they'd be, you know, bone. Meanwhile, Tiny Formaggio is on the roof of the car being like, yes, this is my power to make myself small. So, Narantia double checks that all the stuff is there, but the guy's definitely gone and still can't find any sign of him. Yeah. Meanwhile, when he turns his back, the guy jumps on and grabs his little skirt thing and uh, climbs into his pocket. He's all like, ah. Ah, The perfect crime. He'll never notice me on his person. Narantia turns around and is all like, where the hell is this guy? My power is to make things small, including myself. Other people say it's worthless, but it's not how big it is. It's how you use it. Ugh. Uh, I'll give that to you. <laughs> uh, and then the little dude's all like, hey, that's some weird stuff that he's bought in his car, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Hmm, that's strange. Why, he's got stockings and high-end blush. 
Is he shopping for his mum or his sister? No. no. And this is the part that my um my female housemate watching with us took took great exception to. <laughs> when Famaggio asserts that chicks are super picky about the fashion stuff they buy, so they would never send someone else to do it. It must be a chick who can't leave the location she's in. It must be the boss's daughter, Trish. Uh, it could just be a hot bay. He could just be buying a nice present for a woman he knows. A sweet, sweet young lady <laughs> who's all like, you know what? I care enough about you to go buy your stockings. I'll go do that. I'm going to learn your taste in blush. And now he's getting flack from this small dude. This tiny man. This, this minuscule this, this monster. This little beater. <laughs> This fucking beta cuck comes in here all like, I'm an incel, motherfucker, all right? If I'm an incel, you're one too. Because, of course, all the best social theories are based on discredited research about wolves. <laughs> God, I fucking love that it's like, yeah, man, alpha as fuck, not true. Yeah, but but it is. But I want to. But, but it's not. I want to be special. Well, isn't it something like the guy who wrote that went back and did more research and was like, yeah, I've actually just published the wrong thing. Look, I wouldn't be surprised. Because it was like... It's like with, um, you know, anti-vax stuff. Where oh, yeah. Every, everyone who's a dickhead always clings to one piece of widely discredited literature. Mm. And then the same person who wrote that was like, oh, yeah, no, that... No, we made a huge blunder there. No, we did it again. There's no fucking link. Don't worry about it. Anyway, yeah, so the episode basically ends with... Uh, and we're going to lose, like, 1% of our listenership now. Well, if that's the breaking point for them, good riddance. <laughs> so you're not vaccinating yet? Oh, that's a that's a bad choice. Anyway, the episode basically ends with Amagio like sinisterly rubbing his palms in Arantia's pocket. In, not in a weird way. <laughs> no, but he's just like, ha ha, yes, I'll find her and kill them all. Ha ha ha, with my tiny powers. I found the weakest link. It's either the boss's daughter or some random lady who's definitely not the boss's daughter. Oh, and we're going to talk about like his Jojo Valley commentary and things like that in more detail next week. Just, just to make that explicit. Remind Liam throughout the week to do that. No. Definitely do. Or me. Remind me to tell Liam. Did you get anyone sending you weird fetish stuff like you asked? Oh, I haven't checked yet. Oh, God. Let's have a look. What did I ask See, for? based on what I, what I know about Nick, he either genuinely hasn't checked or he knows that he has and is using this as an excuse to pull it up on the pod. Uh, don't think anyone's mentioned me. I've got some highlights, though, um, from JoJo's World. Oh, I love that podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a tweet, The Long Con, from, from Twin Humanities. That was retweeted by you, I think. Great. God, love those guys at JoJo's World. Yeah, they're so handsome. Just a bunch of cucks. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to replace the, um... A podcast for nerds subtitle in our um <laughs> podcast for cucks. no just JoJo's world just a bunch of cucks. <laughs> uh, man, I'm glad that there was a point in time where you were like, oh, I don't like that word, and now it's just like, man, what a fucking stupid term. Well, look, it has some connotations, some uncomfortable ones. Yeah, because uh, apparently there's like a racial element to it, which is Wait, super what? uncomfortable. Oh, um, but also it is just a very stupid word used by very annoying people yes. who I want to make fun of. Yes. There's a racial element. Apparently. To it. Oh, there you go. Well, we can just or, be beaters you know, then. I'm. This. This is. <laughs> there's no way of saying this doesn't sound like I'm protesting too much. Uh huh. I'm not hugely versed in cuck content, but <laughs> that's my understanding that it is. It may not be universal in the um the ra- the racial element might not be universal in it, but okay. so I've heard. Sure. Radio. Right, <laughs> 
I just thought it was a dumb fucking term used by dumb people. Yes, that too. Oh, good. Okay, great. Yeah. Man, we are such fucking alphas. So, Nick. Yes. We are the Alpha and the Omega. What are our highlights for this episode? Uh, well, I want to say my highlight is just Narancia going ham on the side of the car. That's pretty good. Not the stand. Fuck the stand. Mm -hmm. But just going ham on the side of this fucking car. Just channeling his inner Fugo yeah. and going nuts. Just being like, you fucking idiot, you fucking car man. How dare you scratch my cheek. Not my beautiful cheek of me, Narantia, the boyish, pristine one. I was sculpted by the gods themselves. Yep, I'm like Wonder Woman. I was crafted by Leonardo da Vinci's mind. I am the Vitruvian man. Do you see this? Do you see this face? You don't deserve to even comprehend it. I'm so Bishonen. Bishonen? Isn't that like the pretty boy archetype? No idea. Okay, I think I think that is. But it is now. My highlight yes. uh, is when Fugo kept jabbing Narantia with the keys. <laughs> I like their dynamic. A lot of Narantia-related media this week. Yeah, it was a Narantia-heavy episode. It was. God, he's just... I like it a lot when they, they have the banter between characters down this part yeah. so far. Good dynamics. Yeah. Of a course. Lot of Fugo and uh, Narantia are a good double act. Uh, Abakio fucking hates Giorno for no reason. <laughs> Literally none. Uh, Bruno's the leader. I guess you'd call him the leader. Giorno, just like... He's the <laughs> rapscallion. Giorno, oh, he's such a lucky boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's something so lovable about he's him. He's like the visionary of the group. He's the guy who gets it done. And Mister's just kind of hanging out. He's there. He's being a cool guy. <laughs> He yeah. hates the number four. You know the um the clapping emoji you put between caps? Yeah, words? when you're clapping back with facts. Yeah, and it's like, Mr. is the best. Jorno is the best. You just do that for all of them. Jorno is also there. <laughs> <laughs> Narantia is not legal to drive. <laughs> Yay. Just have a full essay. This puts us in an interesting scenario. Regarding laws in Italy. This is not readable or listenable. <laughs> Lowlights. Uh, that section we just... No, um... <laughs> I want to say my lowlight is probably the reveal of Trish because just nothing happens. Sure. It's just like, she's here. Do we want to talk to her and get to know her at all? No. We're fine. No, we got Narantia doing his own thing. We know what her... She's an object for us to protect. She's a yeah. quest girl. She's Chuck, not a person in their Chuck own right. Chuck her in the fridge, bro. Yet. Oh. Easy. Okay. All right. I was hoping you'd join in, but that's fine. No, I want good audio. Oh. Not me singing. That's bad audio. <laughs> no, everyone can sing. Everyone can dance. That's My the low law. light is... Drum roll. Don't, don't bring this back to DuckTales. Don't do it. That's where I was going. I was, I was doing my Donald. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> okay, uh, I think my low light is probably just for Maggio getting in his pocket being like, yes, the perfect crime. Not only am I small, I'm also weightless. And the weird logical deductions that follow yeah. therein. Yeah. Just weird. Why would he go, ah. Ah, yes, meme. I'm... I'm Formaggio, the misogynist of the bad guy group. Ah, blush and stockings. It must be the boss's daughter. It's like, no, calm it down a bit. It could be anyone. Yeah. You don't know their lives. <laughs> so, Nick, 
What? What do you want? Why do you always ask me what happens? I'll oblige. (laughs) Back down. Hashtag back down. Hashtag six years. No one will get that at all. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Maybe one day we'll talk about hashtag six years, but not today. Oh, one day. One day. Oh, we forgot to mention that there was a brief moment where, like, Narantia started to shrink. Oh, oh um, no. Yes, so Narantia has started to shrink. There's a tiny man hiding in his pocket who wants to kill the boss's daughter, who they need to protect for a week from an evil squad who want to take over the drug trade. Uh, they could have bigger dreams. I want to take over the drug trade. Why don't I try building a rocket? What does this mean for Giorno Giovanna's leadership ambitions? And what does this mean for next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Vento Oreo Episode 10 The Hitman Team Ooh! Hello! Okay. Which is of course the subsection of Square Enix devoted to creating the Hitman franchise of video games. Nice. Nice. That's actually IDOS Interactive. You fucking Do they have poser. a Hitman team? Yes. Or is that just all of them? Actually, that's a good question. I don't know if they have any other games. <laughs> I legit don't know because they've only released Hitman as far as I'm aware. Like ever. Like ever, ever. Their first game was Hitman. Their last game was Hitman. Well, that seems pretty comprehensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I reckon it's the Hitman team, yeah? Yep. The Hitman team. Mm. Could this have anything to do with those shadowy figures having a group chat? Yes. Uh, so I think what will happen is... Narantia will fuck up this guy and will meet... How will he do that? So he'll notice that he's shrinking because Narantia's already short enough. And so he'll be all like, I'm already insecure enough about my height, but yet I'm getting smaller. How could this be? Stands. Ah. And then he'll cotton on and be all like, Gotta kill you now. Wait a minute. Check pocket. Huh. You're small. He's like, I am small, but I'm still powerful. Will his... Oh, okay. So he'll shrink along he'll with him. crush In concert. Hand. I mean, potentially, yeah. He's going to Ant-Man style into the microverse. Mm. And then expand and expand and expand. Ah. Yeah. So I reckon he'll probably beat him up this episode. Mm-hmm. And then we'll meet the Hitman, the Hitman team. team. Or we'll get allusions to it from a torture sequence. With of... cool music? I don't know if it's going to be cool music, but I hope it'll be... Even half as good as the torture dance sequence. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it will be, which is kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. I think it'll probably be something along the lines of they torture the guy and it's like, who do you work for? And it's like, the Hitman team. We have the Hitman team. And then they'll lay out some dudes and it'll be all like, ah, shit. Ah, yes, there's, here's that guy with the blonde hair we saw briefly. Here's mm. that other guy. Here's me. So then maybe it'll be like, okay, you two go fight them. You two go fight them. Oh, okay. And they'll like divide and conquer. And a couple of double battles. Yeah. Possibly. Mm. Um, and meanwhile, in the safe house, it'll just be Bruno and Trish being all just like... Just doing bits. Yeah, mainly. Bruno, get me some Perrier. Why don't you get your own Perrier, wench? Tis I, Bruno Bucciarati. I, artisanal drinker and main man accentrist, Bruno Bucciarati. Close enough. Good enough. Um, yeah, so they'll probably like split up and they'll start fighting these dudes. I reckon one of their stands... It's going to have something to do... One of the bad guys? Yes. It's going to have something to do with, like, darkness. Because he was shrouded in darkness. I mean, they all were, but... Okay, this is getting more and more tenuous. He was shrouded in more darkness than the other ones were. I don't know if that actually happened in the episode. God damn it. But okay. Alright. Uh, oh, wait. Whose stand haven't we seen yet? Fugo's. Fugo. You know what would be really funny? Is the way that the stand battle pans out. 
is that Fugo shows up because he didn't trust Narantia. Oh, yeah. I was tailing you the whole time because you're so useless, Narantia. I would and love Narantia's that. And is like, no, you have to trust me. I can do this. And Fugo's like, if only I could, but I can't yet. Ah, oh, you yeah. can't even do basic mathematics. Let alone drive a car. Can you do basic mathematics? I can't drive a car. Ah, uh, there you go. Wait, what do you mean? You? Oh, shit, all this time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I reckon maybe Fugo will get his reveal next step, maybe? Oh, yeah. Maybe? I don't know. It seems unlikely because I just... We think... have kind of established a pattern with these last two. Yeah, yeah. Two episodes per character. Get your shit together. And can you remember what else happens in the second episode? Uh, Giorno shows up and saves the day. No. Uh, there's another stand user that shows... Uh, it's a crazy stand bullshit. Uh, sorry, you had three? Uh, shit. You'll find out next week. Oh. At, probably at the start of the episode. Oh no, I know what it is now! <laughs> backstory. Shit, Narantia gets backstory. I wonder if his backstory was just, Narantia was always a bully. <laughs> everyone hated Narantia, and he hated everyone. He was destined to join the mob. The end. <laughs> that's basically as far as I see it going. Alright, that seems pretty comprehensive. Cool, what cool. does this mean for Giorno Giovanna's leadership ambitions? Uh, he will play it from the shadows. Like so many vampires. Like so many that one guy shrouded in shadows who might exist. Yeah, with darkness around him. One Zaya Nort, if you will. I won't. Okay then, good to know. This has been JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Nope. Finish the series. <laughs> this has been JoJo's World. Finish the series, Liam. The end. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Jojo's World to give us money. Uh, Jojoly. bonus shit. By Milk Juice. It's good song. At Jojo's Podcast on services. Services? Social media services. Nice. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued. Arrivederci.